0: Witchy and Weird Podcast Hi Witchy and Weird, I just wanted to pop in before the episode starts to give you a little update on um what's happening over here (laughs) um so i have decided to swap episodes to drop every monday now so you can start your week off right with witchy and weird shenanigans and yours truly so get ready to see those in your feed every monday as opposed to every friday hello witchy and weird today i'm joined by elia also known as self-love tribute on the social media um their pronouns are they them theirs elia is a light-skinned black trans non-binary ancestral wound alchemist witch and artist living and working between marseille and berlin they work with divination arts such as reiki tarot astrology and hypnosis Drawing from ancestral knowledge, their practice is rooted in weaving ancient and modern practices into tangible healing tools that are in support of ancestral healing, radical self-love, and collective liberation. This practice is grounded in an intimate relationship with the land and the more-than-human spirit, ancestry, and the elements. As they're always reflecting on their longing for home, their practice centers the sacred work of imagination and fantasy to reconcile with the many wounds left by displacement, nostalgia, and the longing for a home they have never known. Hello,
1: welcome. Hi, nice to see you. Thank you. You as
0: well. I'm like really excited to to have this um, interview. I think you're the first person that we're interviewing that has made like their own deck. So that's Mm -hmm. really cool. Uh, (laughs) So I'm like definitely excited to talk about that more. Um, But before we get into that, could you like share your your like story like how did you get to this like amazing magical place of like ancestral healing and making your own deck and all of these things
1: yeah sure um it's always complicated right to kind of tell your story of like how and why because there's a lot of um things that I wouldn't be able to explain truly I think um Hmm. I find myself like mentioning a lot of um, when I introduce myself to people mentioning that i 'm practitioner of miracles and and awe and care because there's so many um the reasons why i 'm here really is about care um because there's so many people who help me out when but whether it 's like ancestry the elements the land you know or actual people in my life, I feel like it 's also really much because of them that i 've been able to create this work and i 'm capable to breathe easier even today so um i was I feel like my story is a story of care basically of people who have um made me possible and I'm always thinking about ancestry, but also the people around me and the people uh ahead of me and you know the people outside of planet earth also and like whatever the case might be so um and I think it's a lot of you know uh trauma to be honest I think it's your story I, I feel like a lot of people bring to the world the medicine that they really need mm-hmm. um and for me, that was also my story that I, you know, I, I had a difficult childhood and I was just, yeah, I was just kind of re- realizing very soon that it was not the way to go. And so I just decided, OK, how is, you know, I, I can decide to heal. How can I do that? So I think that's why I'm I'm kind of, you know, I've been practicing since then healing.
0: Hmm. So what is What is the thing that you're bringing to the world
1: that you need most? Um, I find these days, it's a lot. I always tell people that trauma is relational. You know, trauma happens in relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so healing has to happen there too. Um, And I find myself, especially now, just creating relationships that really heal me so deeply. Mm Um, And having interaction, even the smallest interaction, trying to find the healing, the joy, uh, the deep respect for everybody that I encounter. And that for me has been um, the medicine that I've always needed is to be in relationship, like conscious, deep healing kind of relationship with people, with the land, with everything around me, with myself. You know, Um, yeah, I feel like that's the medicine that I need and that I'm trying to bring to the world.
0: That's awesome I like that yeah I like the idea that like your your idea of spirituality and healing and trauma it's very like it feels very like rooted and grounded and a lot of people I feel like take a long time to even get to the point to understand that it is relationship it is things outside of us like in the last episode um with the aphrodisi in which we were talking about like spirituality isn't really spirituality if it's not rooted in some like cause or something outside of yourself and how you're just like immediately coming in and you're like yeah everything is in relationship <laughs> with other things um and that yeah. like we can't we can't just do it all on our own we're doing it like me with something else me like seeing the contrast between something else
1: Absolutely. So I really like that Yeah, absolutely. I feel also a lot of my practice is rooted in social justice. I don't believe in healing without social justice. Absolutely. I've been in so many healing spaces that are well said to be healing, but are really just gaslighting in the end for black people, trans people, people of color, migrant people, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, And so I feel like this is really the root of everything, even if, you know, capitalism has kind of like, Commodified the wellness industry into this you know the self being this atomized thing that is just trying to heal itself on its own it's just absolutely yeah. not possible just because again you know trauma happens in relationship and so healing has to happen there too we can name things when we're alone you know you can understand yeah. oh that's what happened to me and that's for sure healing but at the end of the day you have to be in relationship with yourselves with others with the land to really uh, feel the healing somatically right so um yeah that's really important to me to always you know even self I always define the self as still in relationship with others because I wouldn't be black if it wasn't for white people I wouldn't be tall if it wasn't for smaller people you know we're always in construct to each other and we're so like we're social beings so um that's kind of our um biggest you know precious most precious thing ever is that we need each other we attach to other people to survive you know so always try to bring it back to people Hmm. so
0: how do you I know that this is like it's a not one answer fits all type of thing but how do you help like what would you say for giving advice for people who are wanting to start healing and maybe haven't thought like oh it's in relationship like but maybe it feels a little scary um or uncomfortable to like be in relationship with somebody i know like depending upon your trauma you could say like i'd never want to be around this one type of person mm-hmm. so i'm curious like what maybe what other kinds of relationships or like small ways that they can start to
1: like heal through relationship well the first thing that i always tell pe- that i always say people to people is that um tro- like when you decide to heal um it, it, this, first of all this is amazing just because you know um, trauma comes back from 14 generations before you um, and so when you decide to heal you don't only heal for the people around you who don't have the space the time the energy the money to heal you also heal for the 14 generations before you and 14 de- generations ahead of you and just that is like you might not realize it but it's just huge mm-hmm. that's for mm-hmm. sure Um, And the second thing that I always tell people is that, you know, healing is somatic, meaning and the soma is this Greek word that is seeing us as this living organism. So, you know, the like science sees the body as just this machine, quote unquote, Uh, but we're much bigger than that and much more complex than that. We are, you know, a living organism that has relationship that, you know, so the soma sees us as the physical body, emotional body. Intellectual body, the relationships that we have, the actions we take, the actions we don't take, Um, and so we are all of this at once happening right now. We're all growing hair and nails, you know, right now. (laughs) Um, And so it's it's a it's huge work of healing. It's unproductive. Society doesn't like that because you're not making money while you heal. Trust me. Um, But it it is absolutely uh, fundamental to like you know changing to break cycles basically um and so i would say just start really small with your relationship here and now with people around you um and sometimes though that we kind of like try to go super far and big and wild you know but actually the just the relationship to your neighbors to the people around you to your siblings to sometimes it's really hard but to your parents sucks (laughs) but (laughs) um those are the situations that maybe you have you will find the most healing and potentially the avenues but also you know I want to say um and I want to be transparent I don't have ties to my family anymore so I'm not saying like push whatever happens absolutely not like you owe people respect but you don't owe owe them harm Mm -hmm. um and so I really want to say that you know also prioritize yourself um, but I find that, you know, and I think this is really also this blood supremacy. I don't believe in that so much. You can create chosen families, especially for, for queer people. We have like this thing of, you know, chosen families that is so, so important to us. And I think that's where we can also heal so much of, you know, securing relationships, feeling secure in relationships, um, being our true authentic self in relationships. Um, so I would say like that's where you start. And also just being surrounded that with people that, potentially want you to heal and also want to heal with you and want to be accountable for their own healing process that's that's really important too yeah
0: yeah so much good stuff that you said I love like I struggle with the family piece too so (laughs) you know like
1: struggle yeah
0: (laughs) like it, it is I think there is like um Yeah the blood supremacy I think is like a a, like a good way to put it where it's like we're trained to feel like above all else we owe everything to our family and even if they're the ones that are like causing a lot of harm in our life and in our story it can feel confusing and like shameful because we feel like that that kind of sense of duty but then we feel our own feelings at the same time
1: so I like that you're like don't push yourself
0: <laughs> yeah no feel right
1: yeah absolutely because I think yeah this yeah like I said you don't owe people harm even when they have pushed you out of the vagina. like really I think you don't owe people harm um and I also truly believe that you can heal um away from people who have harmed you and you don't have to wait for them to say sorry and realize For you to you know take accountability for your own healing i think you deserve healing here and now and if they never understand that that's on them um but i think you shouldn't wait for them to just you know take care of you you deserve healing always you know so that's really important And that's why i said like i want to be transparent i'm not talking to my family you know and um i'm also not expecting anymore for them to understand Mm -hmm. um but I also understand that I have still my grief process to go through. I still have my rage process to go through. I still have all those emotions to go through. Um, and I will be doing that on, like without them. And that's possible. Um, but I still want to be witnessed by other people. right? And that's what chosen family comes in. And um, I think it's important also to speak on that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really important point too that I've seen a lot of people, I think it's almost um, instinctual like when we have harm with somebody to seek to have the repair with that same person. And especially in that we're talking about like healing in relationship, some people might think like, okay, so if this person harmed me, I need to form relationship with them to heal it. And I love that you brought that up. Like, no, you don't actually need to heal with that same person who caused you harm because they might not be ready to do the healing they might not Mm -hmm. understand the harm that they caused you so you can have a different relationship with somebody else or something else that gives you that healing and that peace and you can leave that that other person and their relationship just
1: over there exactly and I feel like also nature is so great for that right like you have situations and relationships that have been really hurtful and then you get into nature and that heals parts of you that you wouldn't be able to speak on you know um i feel like there's so many ways to also decentralizing humans is also so so healing sometimes like yeah we're taking a lot of space on planet earth but there's so many other relationships that you can create and when you look at uh, resilience and how resilience is built for people, nature comes in, relationship with animals comes in, you know, like spirituality comes in. And so all those relationships, they don't, you don't have to be, you know, in relationship with human beings. So um, it's not that you have to be forced with people, but also we all know, you know, you like, unfortunately, <laughs> um, you have to be in relationship with people too. And um, where I feel that we have the most, agency maybe is to pick the people that want to heal with us right instead of you know being with people who potentially harm us and um, do not want to take accountability for what they've done you know
0: yeah 100% I love that so much and I know like ancestral healing is like a big piece and that's also like a place where you can do healing like I have had some powerful stuff like I did some grief healing with my cousin actually she's like a grief counselor and all this stuff and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um it was around my wound with my mom and like my great great grandma came through and like helped heal that I know that that is like a really powerful thing that can happen but I know like ancestral healing is like a huge piece for you and your practice so I'm curious like how do you define ancestral healing or like what does that look like for you and or your clients
1: yeah um so because you know healing is by de facto something that will heal also uh, generations before you like I said before I feel like all healing is ancestral in a way and then of course you think about ancestry and, and my focus of course is for you know, displaced people, people who have gone through genocides because that's the people that I serve and including myself, you know. Um, and, you know, I've, I haven't i have met my physically, or at least, you know, in this physical lifetime, I haven't met um, my grandparents on my African side and um, I feel them very closely to me, but I haven't met them physically. And that's why I think it has been a huge part of my work is to... Um, build those relationship, even if physically people are, you know, tell you they're not here, you can't build relationship with them anymore. Um, And I find that this is also such a powerful way to just, you know, take back kind of like your history and just saying like, that's my story, I'm going to make of my story what I want to make. Um, And especially in times of like being confused or transitioning. um, There's so many times where I really Uh, you know, uh, specifically to my grandparents, like what should I do? And I've had amazing answers and um, it really depends on people. It really looks different for people. And I felt that one of the things that I love doing the most is just creating rituals around that. Like you said, with your cousin, I find that creating ceremonies, creating rituals, um just like in other, any other relationship you know like you called your friends well you can talk to the people that you want to talk to that are not here physically now you can create uh altars for them just to say like i honor you and i'm so happy and glad that you made me possible you know um and i find that yeah this is so healing also to do that because i I've, i mean you know as a black person um one of the things that i always you know Uh, in somatics you kind of know your three core needs which are um safety dignity and belonging and add to that ancestry or memory and it's also a trauma to not know where you come from to know that your people have been you know going through genocide are still going through genocide and you you don't really know how to connect to that Um, so it has been for me so 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 powerful to do that through work create creations through um, altars, ceremonies with other people, just this kind of work, I think is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, But with clients, it really depends because I feel like I do, I create some kind of like tailored ceremonies and rituals for people. Um, And that's why I love my work is that it's never the same. Like I never apply this like same thing for everybody. It's just really depending on the person in front of me and what are their needs and what they feel comfortable with. Um, And it's just always so magical, to be honest, because we're just, you know, belonging is so important. Belonging to, um, you know, people that have made you possible is so, so healing. And knowing that you're just, you're not just, again, this atom alone, just going through this world. You're just part of like a lineage of so many people who are just so happy for you to be here and are just giving you counsel every time you ask. It's, it was so much like so less lonely you know to be in this body um so seeing this in Karen's also is so healing for me just seeing them bloom through that is incredible
0: yeah and I like that you brought like brought up um creating like an avatar because I think that's where a lot of people struggle is like they're like I don't know what they look like there's no photos of them I don't even know their name like there's tons mm-hmm. of I think like obstacles that can get in the way of someone feeling like am I connecting to the right person (laughs) like how do I know um and I like that you can create just like a representation of them because it really isn't and I find this too like as a psychic medium like with clients like it's not as important to know exactly what they look like or all these things it's like important to know like to feel that they're there and to like get familiar with that feeling of them um and working with them like they're not going to care if like you, you see their hair is the wrong color, <laughs> like they're going to care that you're listening to them and, and like communicating with them, you know?
1: Yeah. And also something that I feel like Black people do a lot is that we see ancestry as um, Black people, basically, you know, like we talk about, for example, Bell Hooks has become an ancestor not so long ago. Uh, Audre Lorde is an ancestor. And I feel like it's so important to also understand that it doesn't have to be again like this blood supremacy that you can pick and be like okay I'm just gonna be in connection with this person because I really it happened to me for example that you know I've had really complicated a complex relationship with my parents and just claim another person as my parent and be like you know what that's gonna be my mother
0: yeah they're gonna
1: mother me and um, that really helped me through like really difficult difficult time So I just also want to, you know, open this, that again, it doesn't have to be, and it comes from, I want to name that, that it comes from also indigenous cultures that, you know, have councils and, you know, from time to time, that said, I want to be in relationship. I want this person to be my sibling, or I want this person to be whatever, because I want, I feel like they have something to teach me. And I think it's important to get out of, again, this like blood supremacy thing. There's people, for example, we do this with friends that you feel some friends are siblings, right? So why, when we do that with other people right just like again trying to st- stay away from those like very title blood supremacy kind of like you know co- colonialism based understanding of human beings and relationship you know um, there's people who you know I'm thinking about for example teachers that have a huge impact on you as a as a child um, and there's always some kind of people in your life that bring something that you're missing as a child especially if you have like a complicated like relationship with your parents or caregivers um and I find that those can be your like you know the people that you claim as family or ancestry um and that's really important too yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. so true like when I do work like inner uh child
0: healing work with clients like if their parent relationship is really complicated like we'll ask their inner child like do you want to have a new parent. Like, mm-hmm. like I've done that with my inner child. Like my mom is a completely different person <laughs> than my birth mom. Same. And I have a lot of clients and they'll pick like um, their inner child will pick like someone from pop culture, like Lizzie McGuire or something like that, that they're like, yes, I love them. I want them to be my mom, you know, like a mom from a TV show or something. And like, I like that you, you bring, I feel like the stuff that you're talking about to you, maybe it's like normal because you're doing it all the time, but it definitely is very like pressure reducing. Like don't stress. Like it doesn't need to be this. It doesn't need to be that. Like pick something that works for you. Pick something that resonates with you. And that's okay. Like it's about the relationship or like the the knowledge or learning that you can gain from that person and you're receiving as opposed to like, oh, but it's not my birth family or it's not this. And you know, mm-hmm. like it, it really makes it a lot more simple.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also really, I'm really against, you know, ownership of any kind. So land ownership and also children ownership. I think it's really a problem to, um, yeah, just like own people, basically. And it, when you think about, you know, like I'm thinking about Bell Hooks again, when uh, she was talking about justice, she was, she spoke about kids first and foremost, because, was so it's when you think about it it's horrible that you're just like this tiny you know vulnerable human being and you just completely depend on some other beings that you didn't choose at all that decided to put you here or not and that you're completely under their power and that's why it can become so abusive very quickly. You cannot you cannot escape those people. So um I feel like just like also understanding that children shouldn't be owned by somebody they should be protected and guided yes but not owned. Um, I think it's so important and part of our healing. And if people feel weird about this, I can tell you first and foremost, it was actually introduced to me also from my uh, hypnosis teacher, shunai in, and I was just like this is weird like having a new parrot what (laughs) and um I let it sink like everything that makes me a little bit like you know uncomfortable I'm always thinking okay maybe that should just I should just put the like plant the seed and just water it and just wait for it you know um and then in the end it just made complete sense for me So, um, I think also just, you know, land with the idea, just wait for it. If it makes you uncomfortable, maybe there's something that you can go into. Don't force yourself, but also, you know, if maybe that makes you uncomfortable, maybe that's because there's something inside of you that is interested also. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I talk about that a lot with like trauma healing that we in our mind think we want to feel something or want things to be that way, but our body is not used to it yet. So it might feel super uncomfortable. If we're working, it trying to experience it, like our body's like, I've never felt safety, like this is bizarre. And they like push away from it. And it's just about understanding, like, like having that honesty, like what's actually going on right now? Like, okay, I'm having resistance to this. It's not a bad thing. It's just that it feels weird, you know, like that. And I think when we're not aware that that's how <laughs> the human body can work it Mm -hmm. just creates so much pressure it's like why why am I not okay with this oh it's bad for me because I didn't have a good feeling you know and I like that that if you I like the visual of like I'm just gonna plant the seed and see what happens like I love that
1: and I'm saying this also because of hypnosis you know you kind of learn through neuroscience that new pathways are you, like your brain doesn't like that so if it's new and it was never tra- it, it was never traveled your brain is going to be like Mm-mm, we're not going this way we don't know the road we don't know how to drive through this um and it's a, like everything it's a practice so of course at first it sounds weird
0: yeah. uh
1: you will sound weird to other people but you know what um- that you know if, if, you, if it makes you feel better it's I always tell people it's and the power of imagination again is that um, imagination is so so important in the work of healing you have every right to imagine what makes you feel like you're closer to your, your path of healing mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really important when you think about for, for example social justice imagining new realities that are different where we feel free and we're not you know oppressed for whatever reason that's part of the liberation work you know and so that's so important so so important to imagine new ways of being relating all of that so I just always um, especially tell people who live on the margins black people trans people queer people of color whatever um, yeah imagine do the work of imagination because right now we live in somebody else's imagination
0: Mm. we do
1: you know somebody else invented you know race somebody else invented gender borders all of that for one purpose and we all know what it is you know so why not just imagine new ways of being that's really important
0: I love that yeah and I think I I feel like when I was going through like my queer journey and my like non-binary like trans journey like that was a piece that felt really hard to get past right because it's like I grew up in a straight like cis world and like so many times I felt like I'm an imposter like these feelings like change all the time so I must just be like faking it like and I just looked to like honestly like queer ancestors trans ancestors like those like and I've seen they they just give me like so much inspiration because it's like they literally are like the king and queens, uh, you know, like the royalty of imagining something that doesn't exist. Like they literally were like, I don't feel right. I'm just going to start dressing how I want. I'm going to start acting how I want. I'm imagining this persona, this person, and I'm embodying it. And that is just like so freeing and so nice. So like then I look at that. And I'm like, OK, I can do that <laughs> for me if it doesn't feel right where I am right now like I can fit like create something new like that's why I changed my name I was like this name that I was just given randomly like it doesn't sit with me so I'm gonna imagine like a new name that fits for me um yeah and I feel like there's probably like yeah and I think like um there's just some some freedom in that in in having your own world like I like how you're like we're in somebody else's imagination so like I'm gonna create my own world that works for me and makes sense for me
1: yeah it's so important I love that you shared that with your name because that's also you know we don't have rituals anymore and we used to have rituals around to understand what kind of like um, what part of you are of of life you are right now and you know now it's just like all capitalism based so you go to school and then the ritual is that all the ceremony that is telling you now you're an adult is that you graduate if you go to university even, but you should because, you know, it's better. Um, And then you work your whole life, so there's no rituals in between, and then retirement, and then you die. And it's just like, you know, all of us are just like, what? Um, So I find that, you know, with Indigenous people, African people, there's so many rituals around becoming an adult, you know. There's so many rituals around also Um, you know um, just when you're 16 for example and then you're you're starting to get into your age and what does it mean for you and through those a lot of like rituals that I've seen for example with indigenous people African people you you get to choose your own name there's even like for example um, rituals that when you get to have a child you become a parent you get a new name or you get scars on your face on your body like there's so many rituals tattoos also rituals you know now we use them differently but they used to and you can still do that so I felt that creating rituals to just understand like, oh, this is who I am now. And I'm also allowed to change because guess what, we're always changing mm-hmm. um, is so, so important. And just having basically body autonomy, right? Like changing your name, deciding for your own self, how you identify, what is your name? It's so crazy that we're asking that and people are like, what, what do you mean? you know? And yet it's such a, it, you see how people like, react to that it's so interesting to see that that when you decide I want to have ownership over my own selves people feel so like just angry about it right it's just so interesting to see that so it just also kind of shows you like how we're supposed to like fit and the more you kind of also get out of those things the situations like gender and everything and you get into like oh how do I want to be how do I want to dress how do I want to how do I want to have sex how do I want like all of those things you also realize that actual, uh, actual normal quote unquote people, it's also such a performance, right? Like gender is such a performance, you know? Yeah. Whiteness is a performance too. Like all of those things you realize, oh, that's just like some kind of codes that people invented uh, because they were really, really insecure, you know? And they wanted to create some kind of like power over a situation. So, you know, when you get out of that too, you realize like, actually you are performing because I'm not, I'm just being myself you know, and that makes people uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I definitely am starting to see that now as I'm like progressing more and being comfortable in my journey. It's, it definitely feels like, oh, the other part was the performance, like the pretending, like I wasn't non-binary, the pretending that I wasn't queer, like that (laughs) was a performance, (laughs) like that was so hard.
1: Yeah, and it's so hard to keep up and you feel like the imposter too, you know, yeah. and once you're in it, I, I was talking to my friend today and I was just like, that's so funny, those things. You know, I used to be, I was raised as a black girl, you know, and I will always, you know, claim this identity because, you know, I was raised like a black girl. Um, And I was saying to my friend how it was so funny for me to see that uh, for a long time, people were just like, you're not girly enough, whatever the case might be. And I never understood. Yeah. And once I said like, you're right, I'm not a girl. They were like, yes, you are, a girl. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> I don't get it y'all what do you want from me yeah. so it's just you realize that also those you know borders they move all the time you know and just like before you kind of learned that for example white Jewish people were not seen as white and now they're seen as white or Italian people were not seen as white like all those things they always move you know mm-hmm. to the discretion of people who are oppressing not the people who want to choose for themselves um, so that's so interesting also to see the reaction of people around that yeah it definitely is I think I
0: like the idea of like having more rituals more check-ins like around like where are you in your journey um it reminds me of like morning rituals that people used Mm -hmm. to have you know like you wear black for like a whole year or you know it's like it's marking a point in your life and you're like I'm no longer the same after this and I'm I'm figuring out what I am after this like there used to be so many more rituals around like giving ourselves time to understand where we are and like processing where we are. And I think, yeah, it's so true. Like, we're just like, just keep working, just keep pretending like everything is normal, like don't change (laughs) and just like retire. And
1: that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's impossible because again, we're just living organisms that are constantly changing and people are more and more, you know, um, they want to have more and more, you know, healing situations, ritual ceremonies, because like, for example, COVID was such a big example of that. It's like, we're, you know, going through something in a way that is like so big and impactful. And we need those spaces. I've, every time I have workshops, I see this, that people are so, so searching for the spaces to like have those conversations. How do you relate to one another? How do you relate to your body? How do you relate to, Uh, Blackness, how do you relate to transness, how do you relate to sex, like all of those things? We need each other to be witnessed. Like being witnessed and seen is one of the most powerful things ever by other people for who we are. We're just craving that so much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And once you give that, it's so simple. It doesn't take money, you know? (laughs) Um, It's so good to to see people relate to each other this way. Um, Yeah, so yeah, rituals and ceremonies are just. I love them I yeah I I wish we had more situations of grief and all of that it was more seen as this public you know um need for us to witness those things together
0: yeah it's so true because like even in Judaism we have like um a whole ritual for mourning like it has its own name it's called like sitting Uh like it goes for like two weeks like and then you're not supposed to do anything like you're supposed to be in your home and your community members come to you they bring you food they talk to you all this like and because of just like you know capitalism a lot of people aren't afforded the ability to take off you know anymore and so they can't even give their body and their mind and all that stuff that space not only to honor like you know an ancient like custom but to like honor what you're feeling and to feel that support from the community like there's tons of rituals like that that I feel like are just missing or like not practiced anymore because of like modernity I guess or like modern capitalism so I agree with you like I wish there was more space and time for that
1: yeah absolutely yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah I wish that it was (laughs) like that unfortunately we have absolutely no space to um yeah make the space for our waters to flow and it's just that's part of so the problem that we keep things inside for so long and then it shows up in different ways.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, um, if you have advice for people like for honoring change, for honoring transitions, like how can we like strive to do that more or make that more of a like a priority so we can feel like I feel like we'll feel more like whole and
1: supported if we do that. But mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that i always say is that being witnessed again is so important i think we um, crave really to be witnessed and of course that doesn't have to be human beings it can be you know the treats that you always pass by next to your house and that you have a relationship with Um, creating ceremonies and rituals it doesn't have to be like big you can it can just be like light up a candle for yourself and you know write a note to yourself or whatever the case might be uh, in front of your altar and ancestors or whoever you want to have at your ceremony I think ceremony the difference with habits is just that it's like a habit made with intention so you can literally jump into a lake and make this like a ceremony or ritual for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, that's why it's so beautiful you can make a tea just right now and make it a ceremony for yourself Um, so that's that I would say is really important is that it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to like include a lot of money um it's just really to your liking whatever you want to do is is really important to check check in with you um and also one of the things that I always say to people is that uh just don't make it like complicated you don't have to like you know the wellness industry sometimes is just like so boring with like buy this and you know, and it's just like no just do something simple that you makes your you know waters move and um And if it's like, you know, taking, buying all your favorite snack from childhood and, you know, just light up a candle and eat all of them, do that. Like I'm such a supporter of that. Do exactly that, but just make sure that, you know, checking in with you, what does that mean for you to do a ritual and going through transitions? Um, And it's, again, it's really important to be witnessed by people. So if you have um, safer spaces to be witnessed, uh, people that you can talk to um, do that create a council with your friends of like you know what like it's 2022 and in 2023 I want us to talk back to my year when it comes to my relationships or my health or whatever I want to I want us to witness each other and uh, I do this with my friend and it's amazing you know we just have councils about each other's relationships or whatever and it's not about like oh this person is trash it's not about that it's about what are you looking into? Like, why this relationship? What is the thing that is reminding you about your childhood? Or um how does it make you feel? You know, all of those things. And it's just so incredible to do that with friends and be witnessed. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Mm, I love all of those.
0: Yeah, I try and tell people not to make it so complicated either. I think I like that you're saying it's literally just a thing that we do, but with intention. Like that's as as complicated as it needs to be yeah so anything could be a ritual yeah I I see I see like the possibilities like I'm like seeing visuals of like different things that we can do and to make it more of a ritual and I feel like not only is it going to help us to honor like where we are but like coming from like that like trauma healing like I feel like it helps to include make ourselves feel like we're including all of ourselves because I think like we're taught Mm -hmm. to like disconnect from our body disconnect from like our inner child our ego like all these different things you know and so it's like really including them in that piece so like we we're doing this amazing thing or like we're celebrating a milestone or we're changing our viewpoint on this like it's a space for like all parts of you to like come together and like be intentional I like that a lot (laughs) (laughs) so um for the last bit I wanted to ask you a bit about like your deck and that you're making and like if you want to just like talk about what it's about and explain it
1: to people sure 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 so um I don't know if you want me to show visuals or if you want me to do you you have it like and you want to put things on the screen Yeah, yeah yeah so um this is my um First Tahoe deck. This is so much stress, y'all, but it's worth it. (laughs) Um, No, but so this is my first Tahoe deck. I've um, basically started working on it last February, I would say now. Um, I can show you here. So, yeah, I'll just try
0: and scroll as you're talking, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the cards are just below if you scroll, I think. Uh, yes here it is so those are the cards and um yeah so I I basically started to be honest I was in a very difficult in difficult time and space in my life and um also you know the last two years I don't even know at this time y'all like lifetimes have been complicated (laughs) okay (laughs) um and so I find that connecting to people those all the people that you see on the cards um have been basically our ancestors so people who have transitioned I found them uh, through archives of different museums and exhibition places Mm. Um, a lot of them also are um, people that we know um black ancestors that we know that have been famous or have added so much to the culture in different ways um and so yeah I I basically started to started so this project because i think it was also such a healing thing for me to you know 2020 arrived and i was just like i want out you know what like i just want to be out of this fucking planet or this is ghetto out here <laughs> You know, like i just want to be out and i think tapping to warm the stars so i'm an astrologer but also tapping into ancestry and all i realized and it's very also you know this um practice of tapping into this i think it's a book what is it called again um, I always forget the name, um, but you can tap into like everything that has been already done and said uh, in different. Um, I always forget the name. Whatever Maybe. records or something. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it felt to me like, oh my god, like there's a huge amount of ancestors, black ancestors that have transitioned and that I hear that I can talk to at any given time and so during this time you know when george Floyd was murdered it was for me it was just so important to tap into those ancestors and just be like i just need your support you know it's really complicated for me to be here at this time um and so just to tap into this you know, I've seen so many ancestors through those different archives, and it was just so healing for me. The, some images were just really disturbing and hard to see, mm-hmm. but some of them are just so healing to know that those people were here and they're still here. And I also find myself really good connecting to them through um, doing this deck. Like it was just, inc- I felt really close to me, and mm-hmm. um, those are the ancestors that I I find myself. You know, they're part of me also. You know, even if we're not quote unquote blood related so um yeah
0: yeah this is so cool the the imagery is like I love decks that are like collaged Mm -hmm. but I find that like I'm super picky because I like went to art school and stuff so I'm like "Mm, I want it to look a certain way like whenever I'm thinking about like my deck and stuff and I love like how clean and like crisp but like seamless, like everything goes together. And like, it's so rich in imagery that like people are going to like, find so much to connect with too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are so good. Okay, I'm gonna stop sharing the screen.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. So is your deck currently out? Or is it like
1: yeah. Um so basically it's it has been picked up by um publisher Flower Press. Um so in the US, I'm a European babe, but you know, Europe is late. <laughs> so not ready. They're not ready for me, I think. So um yeah, I've been picked up by this US publisher, Flower Press, and it will be out soon. Like I w- I'm thinking October perhaps. Mm-hmm. It would be great because the astrology is great also in October for me. But um yeah um this fall potentially so uh yeah subscribe to my news to my newsletter for free if you want to know when it's going to be out and um yeah I'll make sure- also flower press you can follow on instagram um myself uh, I'm sure you will see it being out yeah
0: and so the deck that you made is it designed to be used as like a traditional tarot or is it like oracle
1: um, so it's based on you know Paimela's work of course uh, she's definitely one of the ancestors that i'm thinking of also uh, when creating this deck of course um, but the only difference is that i have included um, the elements so fire air water earth and spirit okay. so you have those cards where you can take them away if you want to have 78 like traditional tarot deck but it is meant to be just used as um, traditional tarot deck yes
0: Nice. I love that. I'm, I'm really excited to purchase it when it comes out. It's so stunning. Mm, Um, And yeah, so where can people find you? Um, How can people work with you if you have anything coming up besides your deck that's coming out, which is like such a
1: huge accomplishment in and of itself? I have, so many things going on with like this is i'm doing too much and i'm being underpaid if you ask me but um yeah i'm actually training at this moment to become a full spectrum doula also i feel like full spectrum care is my thing um my interest is really to serve again black families trans families uh because again they're always under cared for and i really want to help people bring those families to trans you know families that's such a dream for me um uh yeah, you can contact me. Um uh, my uh website is a self love on all platforms. I don't have Twitter because I'm I'm not this kind of gal. <laughs> um what else? I feel like um yeah, this tarot deck is gonna be out soon. I'm gonna come for to the US for the first time for activation residency mm-hmm. to be a care practitioner there. I'm really excited. I've never come to the US before, so no. Mm. So, um and what else? I feel like that's that's quite it. I'm I'm open to see people 101. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm doing a lot of workshop at the moment, but it's mostly in Europe, obviously in Berlin. Um so yeah, if you are in Berlin, come come to the workshops. It's amazing, you meet amazing people. Um and yeah, I think that's that's quite that's quite it. I'm I'm writing a book also on um the four elements fire water Earth and what they teach us about care. Um yeah I think that's that's it that's a lot already yeah but you're that's- doing
0: so many things <laughs> um I love it I love I, I'm the same way like I like to do 70 things at once and like just being able to switch my focus when one is feeling the inspiration um yeah and thank you for coming on I don't know what time it is there I hope it is a decent time
1: <laughs> it's okay it's 9 p.m it's really okay, okay. so I'm end my day with you to be honest to have a nice conversation with you yeah okay thank you so much for coming
0: on and i'm excited to like see what comes forward with all the new stuff going on in your life and until next time everyone goodbye if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!